I have to apologize for the last couple of weeks. I've been messing up with the system that records the sermons. To me, all this technology is just black magic, and I can't wait to retire so I don't have to deal with it anymore. But I think I got it right this time. The gospel shows Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, and his Jewish disciples heading towards Tyre and Sidon, cities in Lebanon. Now that meant Jesus went out of Israel to predominantly Gentile, non-Jewish, pagan territory. Why? Well, those two cities had large Jewish populations. As Messiah, Jesus made an exodus, so to speak, from his people in their homeland to his people in exile. It is the only rational explanation for Jesus' comment to the woman, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That was Jesus' mission. Then, however, came that powerful word. Behold, whenever we hear that word in Scripture, it means get ready, hang on, it's going to be a bumpy ride because everything is about to change. The Jewish Messiah was confronted by a Canaanite woman, a pagan, who sought mercy not for herself but for her daughter who was tormented by a demon. The Greek word for tormented suggests that the girl was suffering tremendous anguish and pain on a constant basis. Now, what is the significance of this encounter between this woman and Jesus? Well, actually, quite a bit. Until recently, what little we knew about Canaanite religion was gleaned from the Hebrew Bible, which invariably presented other religions in a very negative light. It would be a little bit like a Jehovah's Witness trying to explain Catholicism, or a Catholic trying to explain the Jehovah Witness beliefs. Odds are that in either case, the comments will be, well, shall we say, somewhat skewed. But then in 1929, in the ancient Canaanite capital of Ugarit, modern-day Ras Shamra in Syria, archaeologists unearthed a treasure trove of ancient Canaanite religious texts, about 1,500 texts and fragments of texts, all written in cuneiform style on clay tablets that dated back to the 13th and 12th centuries B.C. The text included epic stories of the Canaanite gods and goddesses, creation stories, the many rivalries and battles between the gods, as well as various prayers people used to worship their gods. There were two unique features about Canaanite religion. First was its focus on fertility, that of the fields, of animals, and of people the use of cultic prostitution as a form of worship was commonplace. The second feature was what scholars call religious syncretism. It basically means this, the Canaanites accepted the gods and goddesses of other peoples. The Canaanites had no problem praying to alien gods and goddesses, even the god of the Hebrew people, just so long as you didn't leave out the Canaanite gods. 
So when the Canaanite woman came to Jesus, she probably had a pretty fair understanding of Judaism. Now, how can we know this? Well, she addressed Jesus as what? Lord. Not once, not twice, but three times. She also called him Son of David. That is a Jewish messianic title. His own disciples were really slow, by the way, to use those titles. She sensed in Jesus something his own people did not or would not. What is critical to understand is that in using the term Lord, she made it clear she was submitting to Jesus' authority. She did not put him as an equal of God among all other Canaanite gods. She saw Jesus as unique. The disciples struggled submitting to Jesus' authority. And if we're honest, so do we. Now you would think the woman's submission would have been enough to win favor from Jesus. Instead, she is confronted by divine silence. According to the text, Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. How do you and I respond when we cry out to God and all we get is silence? It is clear that this woman would not relent. The text tells us the disciples said to Jesus, send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. Do we easily give up when we approach God? How relentless are we in our prayer? Well, Jesus did some probing. He said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She didn't argue. She simply, according to the text, did Jesus homage. That was a lot. It meant she prostrated herself on the ground, an act of worship, and again called Jesus Lord, submitting to his authority. Not even his disciples had done anything like that up to this point. But do we? And this time she gave Jesus an order. Help me. How direct, how perseverant are we in dealing with the Lord? Jesus pushed her to the limits by insulting her. He said it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Now, several things are going on here. First, he revealed to her what she must have already sensed at some level, that he is the food of his people. His living word of his father is the food. The disciples had just had thousands of people with five loaves of bread. They still haven't figured this out. The question is, have we? Second, it is his people, his father's chosen people he came to feed, to redeem, which she was not a part of. Third, he called her a dog, one of the worst insults possible in the Middle East. But it all ran off her like water off a duck. 
and she shot right back. This was one gutsy lady. Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Now, several things are going on here as well. First, she again called Jesus Lord, again submitting to his authority. Second, she acknowledged, okay, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a pagan. I'm one of those unredeemed as far as Judaism is concerned. I get it. Third, her response was a reminder to Jesus and to his disciples of their responsibilities as Jews. And what were those responsibilities? To be lights to the non-Jews. To teach all non-Jews the truths of God. To give non-Jews the scraps. Finally, she acknowledged that the Jews were indeed the masters. Impressed with her faith, her courage, her perseverance, her worship, her hope, her humility, Jesus showed the mercy she desired. Her daughter was healed. So what are we 21st century disciples supposed to take from this text? Two things. A disciple must have the qualities of the Canaanite woman. Her faith, her courage, her worship, her perseverance, her hope, her humility. And the disciple must accept that God can work anywhere, anytime, with anyone, in any way he chooses. And when he does, and there is a conversion of heart, the only proper response is to give the Lord thanks, praise, and worship.